Hey, it's Ori Krug, and I will keep this intro short because I already had an intro in the intro of the original video that I did. And today I'm answering all your questions about building a profitable online business through your expertise as a dance movement therapist or perhaps a similar field, earning five-figure months, and working with the clients you love. So no more trying to make ends meet, right? By working with clients that honestly, like sometimes we secretly dread. Um, so I recorded this live on Facebook. So um, at the end of the video, I said, if you want to have a chat about this and get started with your own and earn lots of money for doing the exact work that you love without sacrificing your time, without sacrificing your self-care, then I'm going to leave a link in the podcast episode notes um, or in the blog post if you're listening to this on the website. And you can click on that and we'll book a free and obligation-free chat just to see what you're thinking, what ideas are coming up, and then we'll see if it's a good fit to work together um, and regardless, if we take those next steps, you will understand exactly what you need to do next to create your dream vision online business, um, or perhaps local business, if that's what you're looking for. Enjoy. This is Mind Your Body, a dance movement therapy perspective on the integration of our emotional, cognitive, physical, and spiritual aspects of our being into one more aware and whole existence. Hello, it's Ori Crew here. And this video has been a long time coming. And I'm happy to finally make some space to do it. I've been getting a lot of messages, emails, etc., asking me, how do I do what I do? So before I get into that, if you don't know me, um, I am board certified dance movement therapist. I quit my job in June 2018, I believe. And I quit it to start my own online business. Huge leap, but I knew I was destined for something much bigger. I quit my position as director of expressive therapies in a psychiatric hospital um, after nine years of working as a dance therapist in a few different public institutions. And I was like, there's gotta be more. There's gotta be more to dance therapy than, than this. Um, than honestly being overworked, underpaid, and working with clients who a lot of the, uh, a lot of the times wasn't, uh, weren't, quite as passionate about doing the work as we are, as I'm sure you know and have experienced yourself. So, um, you know, I am kind of a trendsetter in this way. There's been a few people following me in my footsteps of quitting their jobs, starting their own business. So exciting, like just building this new path for us. And like, just because we're dance therapists doesn't mean that we need to make 50K a year and struggle to make ends meet while working with clients we sometimes secretly dread working with, right? So whether you're in private practice or you're still working in an institution, you know this, you know this to be true. It's like sometimes we just gotta work with the people we gotta work with 
just to get a paycheck or just to like pay the rent. And I want to know, I want to tell you that it doesn't have to be like that. Yes, it takes some risk, some, um, some overcoming fear and all that, but um, the other side is just amazing. So I've built my own online business, um, helping women specifically who have experienced trauma in the past, who are now sabotaging their relationships and they know they need to heal their trauma in order to save their marriage. And I help them through dance. I'll say I'll help them through dance movement therapy, but I don't call it dance movement therapy and I'll get into that. Um, I call myself an embodiment coach, but I use my almost 10 years of expertise and knowledge and skills as a dance therapist to, to help them do this. And I was definitely stunned when I had my first, honestly, when I had my first clients, um, when I had my first 5K month, when I had my first... 10k month actually i made ten thousand dollars in one day which was like totally wild in its own way and my first uh, 17k month i'm still uh still trying to get to that trying to break through the ceiling get to 20k but anyway like it's crazy i'm doing exactly what i love working with exactly the clients I want to work with, who really want to work with me, who choose me as well, and making a shit ton of money. So understandably, a lot of people have reached out and asked me a lot of questions. And if, um, you know, I, I haven't had the space to answer them, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a video, I'm going to turn this into a podcast episode, and I'm going to answer all your questions. So. Um, if any questions pop up uh, while you're watching this video, you can leave a question in the comments. If I'm still live, I'll answer that for you. If, um, if I'm done and you're watching the recording, if I can, I'll answer in the comments or we may just have to book a chat if it's a little complicated. So, let me drink some water. All right, so I've got these questions here, and I was like, I'm going to purposely not think about it or prepare, and I'm just going to answer as authentically as, you know, as I can, because that's part of having a successful business is being authentic. So the first question is, um, and these came from a few different people, um, and I'm just going to keep it anonymous because it's confidential. So the first question is, would you recommend me to focus, to focus just on an online business? Or do you think I could also develop face-to-face -face sessions and training? So honestly, that's, that's up to you, right? Like whether you want to do face-to-face -face sessions, you want to do local sessions, or if you want to do online, or if you want to do both. It depends on your situation. It depends on what you want. Um, you know, you have to make that decision based on what you're passionate about, what your limitations are, what, what kind of expansion you want to reach in your business. For the sake of this video, I'm going to focus on online business. Because when you start an online business, 
So one of the reasons I was like, I'm gonna go online or I'm gonna do this online and um, was like, I am not doing, I'm not doing a local private practice is, first of all, I live in a really small state and I've probably seen most of the clients in the psychiatric hospital that I worked with. Um, and so such a small population. And at this point I had already started my, my podcast, Mind Your Body. And I was getting all these emails from people like, wow, you know, I live in this, you know, bumblefuck middle of nowhere town. And I, I, we've got nothing like this. Thank you so much for giving us access to dance therapy knowledge, et cetera, et cetera. And then I was like, wow, there must be so many people in the world who really want to do dance therapy as clients, but they don't have that access. And so I was like, it's just from there started thinking bigger and bigger. Like when we go online, we have the world at our reach. When you do a local business, you've just got the local area, which is fine. Totally cool if that's what you want to do. But um, there's so many limitations for that. For me, I knew that if I did a local practice, that my income would be capped. Um, my range of clients would be capped because, you know, unless you're really, really famous for what you do in your local area, or maybe you're the only one who does it and you can really communicate the value of it, maybe, maybe you can charge, you know, I don't know, $200 a session or something like that, um, which it does sound nice if, you, if that's moving up, but that's still, you know, that's still a cap. Um, and when you go online, you can, you can create whatever practice or business you want. You can price your services in whatever way you want. When you go online and you become a specialist, which I'll talk about a little bit more, in your field, not, not in your field like dance therapy, but in your niched area, you become known as the expert in that area and people will pay you for that. Like they want to work with someone who really knows their shit and who's really good at it. Um, so the possibilities online are just huge. I've only got like 1500 followers right now on my Facebook page, for example, that's nothing, honestly, nothing compared to what 2 billion people on Facebook. And I've still reached these amazing income goals in my business. So just imagine you can build a following of a hundred thousand people or more. Imagine what that's going to, what is that going to bring for you? Millions of dollars. So I personally think going online. Um, now, of course, if you're just doing that for the money, that's not the reason. Um, you need to have a bigger reason why. Um, my why is I want to make the world a better place. I know that sounds so cheesy, but if I can reach a whole lot of people around the world and I can make them happier in their marriages, then they're going to be happier than the people they interact with are going to be happier than those people they interact with are going to be happier and so on and so forth. And love spreads. Okay, I know it sounds really cheesy, but that's my why. So you, yes, going online, 
you can reach millions of dollars in your income yearly. Um, you get a huge, much bigger range of clients. Um, those are great reasons, but you need a why. So what's your purpose? What's your purpose in starting this business? That's also the answer to the original question. Should I do face-to-face -face or should I do online business? I knew that face-to-face -face was not going to fulfill me and the kind of meaning that I wanted to bring to the world. Okay. Okay, so number two is have you got any tips on how to decide or find my niche and finding my specialization and what to call me? Okay, so those are a few questions in there. So I'll, I'll start with saying, don't worry about what to call yourself right now. That um, like people will get stuck on, what should I name my Facebook page? Or what should I call myself, um, an embodiment coach or embodiment specialist or dance healer and they get stuck on that for so long and it doesn't matter right now um, it's just a way to honestly procrastinate doing the work that you really need to do to get started so don't worry about calling yourself anything right now the the most important thing is part of what you asked is finding your niche slash specialization so have I gotten any tips on how to decide or find my niche. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, for different reasons, it took me a long time to really uh, settle on my niche. And part of the reason is because I tried to do it alone for way too long. And I wasn't being honest with, with myself. And part of that was because I wasn't moving. Everyone in the beginning was like, people who weren't movers, dance therapists, they were like, well, if you're having trouble like in your business or deciding what you want to do, you should move. That's your that's your modality, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Like, I'll move. And I was so resistant. So if you're not moving to start your business, then you need to ask yourself, are you really ready? Um, or what are you resisting? What are you procrastinating? So I made all these mistakes that you don't have to. Start moving right away. And Finding your niche is really about tapping into your purpose that you've had your entire life. So, you know, I specialize in relationships, right? For the longest time, I can remember, like, I'm, I picture, he's a 90s kid, um, I picture AOL Instant Messenger. And, like, my friends would IM me and be like, oh, like this boy doesn't like me or whatever. I don't know what the problem, <laughs> what the problem was. But I would always be like, yes, I love this stuff. Like, I'll answer your questions about your relationship like, or your crush or whatever. I just always loved giving relationship advice. So, and I still do. I still love talking about relationships. I had my own struggle with my own marriage. Um, for a while and have done deep healing to resolve my trauma that was getting in the way of like having this deep lasting love with Aaron. And that is so meaningful to me. I could talk about that forever. Um, so it's like your niche, whatever your niche or your specialization is, you're going to be half, you're going to have to talk about that 
and focus on that and work with that all the time for a while until you're big enough to not have such a small niche. So what are you passionate about? What brings you meaning? Um, what have you always loved doing? What is your purpose? That is where you should be heading in your specialization. Um, now, it's it takes more than just kind of answering those questions. Again, you can move around it. Um, and sometimes it's trial and error and like a, a process of pivoting. So, um, hmm, I'm trying to think. I started, I started a lot of different ways, but once I got closer to the niche that I'm, I'm specializing in now, that one started with realizing like, oh, I had an abusive relationship in my life um, growing up or had a few. And so I really want to help women who have, have experienced abusive relationships. I don't want to help women who are currently in abusive relationships. No, 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 no. I'm done with that. Um, came from the psychiatric hospital, working with women and women and men and children and all that with severe, acute, current uh, trauma, first of all, was very done with that. And second of all, I don't feel comfortable supporting that kind of uh, issues, those kinds of um, instability online. So specifically, uh, women who have experienced abusive relationships in the past, I wanted to help them have better relationships. And then that shifted. So you can pivot. So then I, then I was like, mm, I'm, I'm going to focus on women who've experienced trauma. It doesn't have to be just abusive relationships because, again, through trial and error, I started talking to people in this area and, um, you know, they were like, well, I don't think it was abusive, but like my father neglected me and blah, 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 blah. And it was like all these instances of trauma. And I was like, yeah. I love that too, you know. I've been through plenty of my own traumas. I, I love helping women who um, have experienced trauma. I also love helping men and um, people who are non-binary and all that, but in, in niching, you do have to um, choose one. You also have to know who you really love working with. So think about your favorite clients. Your favorite is favorite is clients. What are they dealing with? What's the common thread there? Um, why do you love working with them? So I had realized my favorite clients had trouble in relationships as well. Um, they were my favorite clients are around 35 to 45, give or take. They're in that range. Um, they've experienced trauma a long time ago. They've tried talking about it. They've tried meditation. They tried all this mind stuff, and it's not working for them. Um, so, like, who are your favorite clients? I would like the client that you could work with forever. The client that you're like, if I could just work with, if I could only work with one person, it would be this person. That's your ideal client. That's your avatar. That's who you can base your niching around right now. Um, so yeah, I think I've said enough about that. I'm going to have a sip of water probably between every question. Okay. So 
how do I get started? Where and how do I advertise? Um, and how do I develop an efficient routine that I can easily follow on a daily basis to make my work easier? Yeah, those are really two very different questions, like the question of getting started and then the question of routine, um, which is like when, when you settle into after you get started. So I'll answer how do you get started, where and how do you advertise? That all depends on how quickly you want to grow your business, how much money you currently have to invest. Um, I didn't, um, I didn't pay for any advertising for, um, I don't know, I don't know how long it was, but it wasn't until October of 2019. So a while I got all my clients through my Facebook page, different Facebook groups, built relationships and all of that. So depending on your niche, you can then find some Facebook groups that are relevant and you can start building relationships there and sharing your expertise, you know, according to the group rules. So if you're short on cash, um, if you want to do some lean marketing for a while, test out your message first while you're kind of figuring out exactly what's going to get your client to be like, yes, I want to work with you. I think Facebook groups are great. Um, you might also already have a bunch of people who are just waiting to work with you. I see a lot of people who have like, a vortex of warm leads and they have a following and people love them yet we have no idea what the hell you're offering so they're like well you're sitting on a bed of hot leads if you just were really clear and direct about how you can help them you could make you can make a 10k day like I did right you could make a lot of money um, it's already right there you just have to be upfront and clear about how you're gonna be able to support them um, whether you have that you know whether you have that bed of leads already or not you could do the Facebook groups um, there's a few different ways to go again it's up to you and what's aligned with you and what's right for you um, and then in terms of developing an efficient routine that you can follow on a daily basis, um, yeah, wouldn't that be great, right? Because right now, if you're overworked and underpaid, you probably are really fucking tired of being extremely busy, having no space and time for yourself. So yeah, it's nice to have a routine. Um, it's nice to know what to post every day and just have this like smooth working machine that um, at this point I have a virtual assistant who posts for me. She schedules it for me. I still write all my own stuff. And I would say don't worry about that right now. If you are just getting started, um, you're not ready. You're not ready for that routine. I mean, there's... I just think it's like you can start off with, with a routine, like a loose routine, but the more that like you really need to do your niche, you really need to get your niche um, figured out first 
and um, just come up with the first steps. This is a little bit of a later step, but like, yeah, for now, if, if you are going the Facebook groups way, you could be like, okay, like 10 a.m. I post 10 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. I post in all the Facebook groups and blah, 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 blah. Um, 11 to 11.30, I write this. That That's easy. Um, the other stuff's a lot, a bit more complex and needs some more work. All right, next question. How do I build a good website? Um, so I'm guessing the question is more about not like technically, but a website that will bring clients in and convert or bring potential clients in or bring leads in and convert them into clients. Um, if you are just starting out, let me be real honest with you. Do not build a website. Just, just don't do it. Again, I'm telling you my mistakes. Um, and don't repeat my mistakes. Just, I want to save you time and money and energy. Don't build a website yet. Because if you don't know your niche, um, if you don't know your specialty, if you haven't tested out your marketing, your written marketing, your copy, we call it, then you're going to be changing your website six months down the line anyway. People told me this over and over again, like, don't worry about your website. And I was like, nah, I need it. I need a website. Like, everyone else has one. And my husband, Aaron, is a graphic or a web designer, and he built me, he built me a website. Um, and I had, it was even like, maybe even a year into my business and I still had to change the whole thing again, like a few months later. So don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, start with a Facebook page and start posting on social media and start experimenting there because that's how you'll learn. Ooh, this is the kind of stuff that like attracts my client my ideal clients. This is the kind of stuff that gets engagement. You could build a whole website. You could pay thousands of dollars writing a whole website, designing a whole, whole website, and like it has nothing to do with what you really want to do. Um, I put like 100% intention and alignment into my visual branding. Um, shout out to Lauren Higgins who told me she submitted one of my visual branding, or she submitted something of mine, my website, to a visual branding artist who needed to like, analyze or practice or something and said it was so good and intentional and all really tied together and yada, yada, yada. Um, your, your visual branding also needs to be that aligned to attract exactly the clients you want to work with. So in all aspects, building a website too early is a huge waste of time, money and energy. And there are more important things you need to be doing to get your business off the ground. All right. All right, next one is a juicy one. All right. Uh, okay. Oh, I'm so glad I just clicked on my profile because I just saw your, um, your question, Chelsea. Who did you have help you with your branding? That's my next step. Um, I, so here was my process. This was the process that my coach recommended to me. 
to um, start a Pinterest board and like gather gather a Pinterest board of all the things you really, really like and elements, like different elements that you like and just put it all there and see what colors there are, make a, make a board. Well, you don't have to make a board on Pinterest, it makes a board for you. And here's my added layer as a dance therapist, move with it, see it feels right in your body, um, see if it feels aligned to the clients that you wanna bring in. And then you can pick the colors from it, you can pick the elements. Like I had, I love plants, I love succulents, I love like hanging plants, I had a lot of that in there, and so a lot of my plants, a lot of my branding has like the flowery plants kind of thing. Um, in terms of colors, like that's where the colors came from, colors that um, looked good on me as well, um, which was like tied into my photo shoot. And then I don't remember how I picked the font, but my my header font is called Dancing Script, so. It fits <laughs> and it just, again, it's like if you want to build a business that's aligned and that feels, you know, that feels right, then take it all in, feel it in your body, move with it. You can always be like, ah, oh, actually that element doesn't feel right. Let me change it. I've always stuck with greens and blues and beach scenes. Yeah, I mean, and so that's like, what do you, what do you want to communicate with that? I wanted to communicate, um, I wanted a minimalistic design because, for example, we don't need all this fancy shit to heal our trauma. We don't need the crystals and bells and I don't know, whatever else <laughs> that my ideal client has tried and hasn't, hasn't worked. We just need to tune into our bodies and feel what's inside and work with what's in our bodies. Minimalistic, we don't need all that external stuff, we just need to look within. So you make it really intentional like that, like what are your, um, what are your core values that you convey, that you, um, that you provide, that you co-create with your clients? So start with the, Start with a transformation, um, start with a Pinterest board. Yeah, I wanna communicate calmness because my ideal client struggles with anxiety. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then like calmness can be one of those things and then you can make a list. M make a list of anything else you wanna communicate for your brand. You could hire a branding expert. Um, they can help you with that and or you could give it a go on your own and and then maybe ask um you know ask a visual branding expert if i don't know i don't know what they do i just know that this was what i did and um and that worked for me but I, i'm guessing you could probably hire someone and be like hey this is what i want to communicate is this is this right i have a, a web designer for a husband so i had some help there as well <clears throat> All right, I'm going to move on, but let me know if you have any other questions about that. All right, question. How do I price my services according to the clients in different countries I will serve, different cultural expectations? 
around the value of a therapy session? Do you have, or do you recommend having different rates depending on economical value or economical level? Okay. Um, make one rate. That's my recommendation. Like, here's the thing. I know that there are different cultures that have different um, values and expectations and perspectives about what therapy should cost, right? When I went to Thailand, it was amazing. I got a massage every day. A massage was $7 US because they prioritized the massage. Massages recommended by a doctor or prescribed by a doctor, right? So it costs less. Um, it's widely, widely used, et cetera, et cetera. So yes, that's, that's real, but it's not, you're not communicating when you market your stuff, your services, you're not communicating the value of a therapy session. Um, you are, you are communicating and advertising and providing the value of the transformation that you provide. So what's the value? How much, how much, what is the value of the transformation you provide? I help people save their marriages. They could be spending over a hundred thousand dollars in divorce costs in moving costs in, uh, you know, mental health support for the emotional devastation that that causes. I don't charge a hundred thousand dollars for my, for my work, but I take that into consideration. Like how much money am I saving them and how much is it worth for them to save their marriage? So I want you to like eliminate this idea that we provide a session, a 60 minute session once a week. And each session is this amount of money this is traditional old school. Um, this is a traditional old school paradigm. Now that's fine. I think it's great that there's low cost services, sliding scales, yada, 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 but that's not the conversation we're having here right now. The conversation we're having here right now is building a business that's successful and profitable where you earn five figure months and you help people create huge transformation in a relatively short amount of time. Therapy traditionally is a really like ongoing maintenance kind of thing, right? I mean, there's breakthroughs and transformation that happens with that, but it's expected to be a longer term being therapy for years. So you have to shift your paradigm from this is the value of a therapy session to this is the value of the transformation I provide. Um, so I don't recommend changing your prices based on country and all that stuff, have one price. If someone can't afford it, um, depending on where they're at, then there's, there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of next steps that you can go from there. Um, from keeping them in your business to a lower cost program, um, to, I don't know, some other things that I don't personally do. I'm, I'm building lower cost things as well because do you want to help people who need some more help affording the services? Um, so make it one price. And on that note, the next question is how do you break? Oh wait, I didn't really answer. How do I price my services? Um, yeah. So how do I price my services? 
is a very complex answer, more complex than you might think. Normally what we do is, and I'm guilty, I do this when I, uh, when I first started out online, I Googled, you know, dance therapist here, dance therapist there, how much are they charging? Oh, $100, $125? Okay, like I'll charge around the same thing. So that's what we usually do. We usually see what other people are charging, what's the kind of normal rate for, um, for a session. Again, that's still in this old traditional psychotherapy paradigm. And that's how we'll price our services, right? Don't do that. Um, that's, I haven't said this straight out yet, but if your business isn't aligned to your, like your values and what really feels right to you, then one, you're gonna underprice your services. You're gonna, and that means you're gonna get burned out really quickly, guilty. Um, and you're gonna have a frustration and resentment for doing that um, because you didn't get into an online business just to be overworked and underpaid again, right? And I was gonna say another thing that I forgot, but, and then, and then when you underprice your service, that's the level to which your client is gonna step up and the level that you're gonna bring. When I switched from $97 sessions to a $5,000 package, you best believe I brought a whole different level of transformation for my clients. And they expected, not that they expected that, but they um, were ready for that too. They were ready to commit and dedicate themselves to this transformation because that's how much they believed in the work and we're ready for it. So pricing your services is multi-layered. You want to do it by the value of the transformation you provide. Yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to get into the whole thing right now. And it has to feel right and aligned to you. Because the flip side is if you're charging more than you're comfortable with, you're gonna sabotage, you know, you're gonna sabotage your sales calls. You're not gonna believe that the price of your service is really worth it or fair, or you're just gonna you're gonna convey that discomfort with it and you're not gonna be able to sell it. So it has to be right. And that's probably the extent I can answer that right now because because um, we got a few more questions. And it's a step, there's, a, there's some steps to that process, including movement. All right, let me see if there's any other questions here. All right, and then a sub-question of that is, how do you break out of patterns of unworthiness when it comes to pricing your services? Yes, good question. Um, and I think this answer is gonna be different for everyone, but if you are a dance therapist or something similar, you have not been paid enough for your work, right? And 
first day of grad school, or, or it was orientation, a teacher said to me, you know, you didn't do this for the money, right? Um, so that was the message I got as soon as I became a dance therapist. So the unworthiness is not only reinforced by the low level of pay that we get in public institutions and even in private practice, um, it's also what's, it's also about your history and what kind of money values or um, beliefs you grew up with in your family. Um, what was the message around money growing up? I had to do so much work around this, so much work. Um, I grew up in a comfortable home, you know, financially, but money a lot of the time was replaced or a substitute for love. Now, this is the way I saw it, right? Um, my dad was really hardworking. He was never really around. We still don't have much of a relationship. Um, and he provided for us really nicely. But instead of, you know, what I really wanted with him, like a really loving, close relationship with my father, um, he got me a lot of like material gifts and all that. So the story that I built up was that money was a substitute for love. I can't have both. If I'm successful in my business, I can't have love. I can't have happiness. Saying that out loud, I'm like, yeah, no, of course I can have both. But this was so deeply embedded in my, my nervous system and my body and my beliefs that I had to do a lot of work on that. So you really need to like find out what your old money story is um, and first identify it and then work through it. And sometimes, actually, I would say most of the time, I did this with support from uh, a money coach. You have to get support to do that because there's a lot of trauma around money. Like there's a lot of trauma around the money stories and you cannot heal trauma on your own. You cannot do it yourself. So get support for that. And, um, you know, break apart from that story, allow your nervous system to rewire from that and, and build new ideas and neural pathways around money. Like when I hear the word money or when I get a lot of money, like I don't feel scared and shocked. I feel connected and loved and um, not loved, but I feel like love and joy and freedom and all that. When I started making a lot of money really quickly in my business, um, I had a lot of anxiety, like it was a great thing, but I was like, oh, I'm not used to this. And it was hard. Um, there's a whole, whole, whole other story around that, but it was hard. You need to get your nervous system and your body on board with that. And so, yeah, let's see. Hope I answered that question. All right, another question is how to overcome fear to exposure to social media. Good question. Um, you know, I feel like I'm starting a lot of answers this way, but it really depends on what the fear is for you. I'm gonna be totally honest, a huge fear for me that held me back for a really long time is that I would be shunned and rejected by other dance therapists. Like, um, 
because I was the first and only DMT to really do online business this way. I was afraid of judgment, criticism, people would be offended, et cetera, et cetera. That like for a very long time, for almost a year, I really held back. I stayed very professional on, you know, my Facebook lives. I wasn't being real. I wasn't being real. I wasn't being direct. I wasn't being honest because I was afraid that that was going to betray my profession and that people in my profession would judge me because listen, as a dance therapist, I don't, I don't tell people what to do um, in our work together. I help them find the answers in their bodies. But when it's time to be in social media and educate people and help them move to to work to do this work i need to be honest and direct and be myself and authentic they have to like and trust and know me and especially working with women in trauma with women with trauma who are frozen and need a little mm, to move to take action so i wasn't doing that because i was too afraid and until once I realized that and I got over it, that's when whoosh, everything started flowing in, clients, money, etc. So it depends on what your fear is. Um, a lot of women have a fear of being attacked um, on social media. Like if they really express their opinion or they say something that's offensive, they're afraid of being attacked. That's usually um, connected to past trauma that we've experienced because if it's that scary for you if your body is feeling it that it's it's scary to that point then um there's a there, you've got some stuff around that right you've got some baggage around that that needs to be resolved so the fear is connected to some um usually to something that you've experienced in your past that is unresolved in your body so what is your fear you know you can start by making a list of all the worst things that can happen from being on social media. What is your worst nightmare? And then, you know, you can start from there. Oh, like, where did that, where does that come from? Where's that story? Like, when did that happen to me in, in my life? And um, take it to the next step, move with it, move it, move through it um, and keep showing up because what am I not gonna, am I not gonna have a successful business? Am I not gonna chase my dreams because I'm afraid that someone's gonna get offended? Oh, screw that. Um, so, you know, and then it, it basically like, I was like, you know what, like, no. If someone doesn't like what I'm saying, they don't have to listen. This is, this is Facebook, this is, the internet, like there's plenty of stuff going on. Click on like, click on subscribe. If you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to listen to me. You don't have to watch me. Um, and so you need to have a certain balance of like boundaries of kind of that where, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real, I'm gonna say what I want, um, that I know is helpful, of course with intention to, you know, with the right intention and alignment while I keep a level of openness and vulnerability. Because if you're too guarded, people are, people are gonna feel that. Be like, oof, I don't wanna work with her. Like, 
something's up with that. So, um, yeah, again, another multi-layered process. None of this stuff is like a one word answer, like a one sentence answer. It's so personal to you. Business is literally the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, I haven't had kids yet, but one of my coaches said having kids is easier than having a business. Um, and it's not because strategy is hard. Like strategy is pretty straightforward. It's about the, oh, I tried this and it didn't work. Am I a failure? Am I not good enough? What about all these people who are, who are successful? Look at them. They can do it. Why is it so easy for them? It's just not going to work out. All of that shit. That's the hard part. So, um, it really is personal to you when you are, when you are starting, when you have a business, you're not, you're not out there with your business. You're out there exposed yourself and you absolutely need the support to work through that and to overcome that. If you ever want to have a very successful business. All right. A few more questions I'm telling you it's been, it's been a while. I've been collecting these for a while. Okay. What is the rule or regulation as it relates to practicing dance movement therapy online? Have you had to call your work therapeutic dance depending on your clients and their location or can you practice DMT with no issue online? The regulation, like, well, I'll first say, get a lawyer, ask your lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. Don't, uh, don't rely on me. I feel like I have to say that, but, but for real. Um, get a lawyer and get your answer. But I'll say that um, you can only practice any kind of therapy online or offline with clients who are in the state or the states that you're licensed in. If you're not licensed in those states, you cannot call it therapy. So yes, as I said earlier in the video, I am an embodiment coach and I do embodiment coaching. A lot of people know that I'm a dance movement therapist um, and that's cool. And I'll still say like I'm a board certified dance movement therapist, but I don't call what I do dance therapy anywhere. So this goes back to your niche, your specialty, and calling yourself whatever you call yourself. Again, the name really doesn't matter. Um, you can call it, it just doesn't matter right now. You just, my Facebook page, my Facebook page is called Orit Krug. It used to be called Orit Krug Dance Movement Therapist, but for legal reasons, I took that off. Um, so call yourself by your name right now. People want to get to know you anyway. And it doesn't matter what you call your modality or your title. It matters if your message speaks to your ideal client and makes them want to move to work with you and be like, oh my God, I need to work with you and get out their credit card and pay. Speaking of, the next question is, how do you get clients that pay in advance? Um, hey, Elizabeth, I just got your question. I'll answer that after this one. Um, how do you get clients that pay in advance? Ooh. So since the moment I started my online practice, I've only 
Is that right? I'm just like, am I lying right now? No, I, I don't think it's since the moment, but really, really early on in my online business, I only took upfront payments or one payment plan that I offered. So the first thing is make, you can make that the only option, but how do they actually pay you, right? How do you actually get them to want to pay you? Again, my one-on-one um, my -on -one package, my four-month package is $5,000. How do people actually pay that? Let me tell you, most people don't have $5,000 ready on hand, right? Um, but they know they need the work. They know they need to do it. They are like, it's just an absolute yes in their bodies. And so they find a way. And the way that, like the reason is because you've created an offer or package, service, whatever you want to call it, that is so that meets their needs in such a way that they have to do it and they see no other way and you are the person that they do it with that is a combination of going back to the niche no um having a specific niche slash specialty um knowing what they need knowing what their biggest struggles are, knowing what their biggest dreams are and where they really want to be, and obviously providing that for them in your service. So your, your service needs to communicate that. You need to communicate that most of all, that you can help them get from the point of suffering or hell or whatever you want to call it to the point of heaven or happiness or again, whatever the, the results, whatever the outcomes are. And when you communicate that in a way that meets their every need, um, they will pay you in advance. They will find a way to pay you. Um, one of my clients, former clients now, single mother of three children, one who has a disability, um, she drained, I don't want to say it that way, she used her entire savings account to work with, with me because she needed it. She was in a really difficult place. And you know what? She actually, the universe manifested like half that money back for her a week later. So, you know, sometimes people really can't afford it. Um, and, you know, that's understandable, but there are also a lot of people who can't afford it who are like, they, they love you, they trust you, whatever, they, they, they trust you and believe that you and them together we together can create this co-create this transformation so you need to build a good offer and you need to know how to sell it in a way that's of course not sleazy in a way that's really aligned remember the alignment um and in a way that you're not attached to the outcome at all that's really important too um, easier said than done, but also really important. And then they'll pay you. Cha-ching! They'll pay you. Um, okay, so let me see. How do you determine if a specific population would be successful through online DMT? How do you determine if it's too niche of a population? Um, so in terms of what do you mean successful through online DMT? Do you mean that um, dance therapy like 
how do I know that dance therapy would be the thing that works for the specific population I want to work with? Is that what you mean? Um, and then I'll answer your second question while you um, answer my question. So how do you determine if it's too niche of a population? Um, that's a good question. I would say most of the time it won't be too niche. We, I would say that we jump to this fear a lot of the times we, whoever's building business that it's so niche, nobody is going to show up or nobody, like I'm not really going to be speaking to anybody. Um, but you need to be very, very, very niched, very, very specific if you want to be talking to anybody, because if you're too general, if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody, right? There's so much noise online. There are so many people who have online businesses who are talking about yada, yada, yada. Um, and it's like scroll, nah. But when you, when you um, maybe you've experienced this, when you scroll past a post that's like, oh, is she talking to me? <laughs> How does she know that I'm going through that? What? You know, that's like follow, like, message, maybe, comment, whatever. It's like, wow. Um, last October, I was going through, I was going through stuff with my mom. And, you know, it had been a long time coming where I was like, I'm unhappy with the relationship with my mom. Um, I never really worked on it specifically. And there was this woman who kept posting um, like her offers about rebuilding the relationship with her mom, with your mom. And I was like, it caught my eye a few times. And I was like, Ooh, yeah, that's me. Like, this is something I really have wanted for a long time. When your messaging is that good and that specific, even if people don't realize it yet, they're like, they're like, Oh, I want that. And I didn't even realize that. Like I need that. And I didn't even realize and eventually it was like, okay, I got to do this work. Like I got to, I got to fix this relationship, my mom. And like, that was her, that was a niche that like in this group of 30,000 people, no one else was talking about, but I needed it and other people needed it. So we invested in it. So I would say, you know, niche down or pick a niche. And most likely it is not too niched. And then I don't see a follow-up to the question that, that I asked you, but um, if your question is, would dance, would online DMT work for a specific population? I mean, I, I just take the cautionary route, and this is a question that I got. This is actually the last question that I got about doing DMT online, et cetera. Oh, here we go. Okay, I've done, so here's the follow-up. I've done some research and can't find DMT that specializes in it, which is a good thing and could be very successful. But then I get nervous that it wouldn't be since other therapy support groups are the most popular forms of treatment. Do you want to share what it is? You don't have to, but um, I can just kind of answer your question right here if you'd like. So again, my niche, my specialty is super specific. Women who have experienced trauma in the past, who are currently bringing it into their relationships, to so their marriage, 
and need to heal their trauma in order to save their marriage and have a lasting loving relationship. All of that is my specific niche. No one's done a paper on that specifically. I mean, sure, there's stuff about relationships. There's stuff about people who are in current states of trauma, but like there's not going to be any necessarily any paper um, that's going to be so specific on that. Uh, postpartum depression and anxiety, so good, so needed. Perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. Um, yes, there are so many people, not dance movement therapists, who are doing that right now. Um, I see a lot. I see a good amount of, um, you know, of promo posts and all that um, in this area. So it doesn't matter that you're the only dance movement therapist doing that. What matters is, I mean, the thing is you've got a special, unique flair to how you help mothers with postpartum depression and anxiety, right? Um, and that's the kind of stuff that you would talk about in your, in your content, in your videos, in your blog posts, whatever, is that you, you know, you help them realize that like doing it through dance, through movement, etc. Like, why is that? Why is that unique? Why is that needed? So that would be part of like, why is why is dance therapy? And it's not about dance therapy. It's like, why are you able? How are you? How are you able to help them through that? Right? Um, there's so many people focusing on that right now, on postpartum depression, anxiety, etc but you have a special flair because you're a dance therapist you do this work through movement and it doesn't matter if no one else if no other dmt um specializes in that plus i think there are some i i think there are some dmts who specialize in that um not online but um yeah it's really all of these objections are like uh to be direct excuses or like, oh, but this, I'm the only dance therapist who can do that or who's doing that, who wants to do that. Or I don't know if, whatever it is, those are all, that's just fear speaking. Because if you can tell these moms who so need you, um, if you can tell them, if you can communicate, if you can convey through your authenticity and through your knowledge and skills, why you can help them, they will, they will pay you. They will want to work with you. Um, and they, yeah, there's no, there's nothing else. That's like full stop. That's it. Let me know if that answers your question. I think that's an amazing area to work with. All right. Next question. How much money did you have to spend to earn five-figure months? Yeah, good question. Um, I don't have, you know, I didn't tally up everything, but up until this point, I've definitely, I've definitely spent a good amount, I don't know, $20,000, $30,000 total. Um, business coaching, business programs, um, mindset coaching, 
energetic coaching. Ooh, I don't even know. A lot of support because listen, like, um, you can't just get a business coach and call it a day. Like I said earlier in the video, um, you can know all the strategy in the world, but if you're not, if your emotions are a roller coaster because, you know, you didn't get enough engagement on a post or because you're on a sales call and someone said no, like if you're not aligned, if you're not grounded, if you're not in the right space, none of this is going to work. You can, you can pay a coach $20,000 for business strategy. So yeah, at this point, up until I earned five figure months, I, I think I spent around $10,000. Oh yeah, money coach, that was the other one. So the biggest mistake that people make when they wanna start a profitable business is that they say they can't afford to invest in it. They can't spend that kind of money. When in reality, that is exactly what it takes in order to build a five-figure month business, to earn those five-figure months. It is a journey. It is a valuable process, and we need to invest in that. We need support in all those layers and roadblocks and turns and swerves and all of the stuff that business throws at us. We need to invest in that if we want to ever get there. People will spend, uh, I'm in a lot of business groups, um, entrepreneur groups. There are people who've been working on their business for like 10 to 20 years who are still only earning $2,000 a month or less because, and I've, I've talked to them and I know the programs they've invested in. They were under $1,000. And so they've spent 10 to 20 years investing in like $500 course, um, $800 program, whatever. They've actually built up those expenses, but they haven't, they haven't taken off. They haven't earned the real money they want to earn because they're too afraid to take the risk and spend that kind of money on themselves. And to be honest, what that means to me is that they don't truly believe in themselves because if you invest the right kind of money and the right kind of support, you'll earn back that money within three to six months time. Um, I earned like, I don't know exactly, but like, I don't know, maybe five times the amount I invested in my coach. So you have to invest 10% of what you want to make in your first year of business, right? if you want to make that in your first year and if you want to make that in more year after year, you have to invest in yourself. Um, specifically, dance movement therapist, talking to you, right? Um, because I was the only dance therapist who was doing that, like that was hard because the, the very first program that I invested in was great. It got me my first clients at a very low price, but like, I felt like, I felt like she just didn't not, she just didn't get what I do. And I was like, oh, like, this is happening again. So frustrating, right? We spend a lot of our careers being like, no one gets it. No one knows what I do. And again, that's why I'm happy to make this video because I spent 
a lot of, I spent a good amount of money working with people who just didn't understand what I did. And so I had to take the strategy that they taught me and try to translate it and align it with dance movement therapy. And it was really, really hard because business alone is hard enough. So, um, you know, you have to invest in the right kind of support and you have to invest like a risky amount. Like it will feel risky if you believe in yourself and if you believe in the support that you're investing in, you'll make that money back again within three to six months. Um, last question, unless there's any other ones here. Okay. Last question. How do you approach movement over systems like Skype, Facebook, Zoom without sacrificing the important aspects of DMT? This is a big question. A lot of people have asked me this. Um, I've gotten some criticism over this, and that's fine. So how do I approach movement? I don't, I don't recommend that you build an online dance movement therapy practice if you've only been a dance therapist for like, I don't know, two, three years or so. Um, even the years don't really matter. If you haven't, if you are, if you haven't been supervised closely by a dance movement therapist in your practice for at least two to three years, I'm just gonna say right here, don't do it. You have to trust, you have to have enough in-person experience um, to trust your body and to still be able to tune into your body and the kinesthetic empathy even through the screen. So that's my biggest thing is that um, that's what I take from my in-person work is like I'm always tuned into myself. I feel what comes up in my body, right? If I'm short of breath, that signals to me something going on with the client. If my anxiety is, is raised, it signals to me, right? So most important things, paying attention to my own body and signals and responding from there. If I'm dysregulated, perhaps my client is dysregulated, we need to make sure we do that because this is through the screen. We're not there in the room with them and we have to make sure it's safe. Um, so yeah, like number one is safety. Um, you can still challenge your clients and still make it safe. And, and it just comes back to what I just said. Like, um, you have to be, you have to be tuned in enough to your body. You have to, um, you know, I recommend moving, but uh, having the in-person experience where you like that skill is so fine tuned for you is so developed for you that you're not trying to work that out at the same time that you're providing therapeutic experience. So you first need to be ready in order to do that. Um, and in terms of safety, I wouldn't work with any clients who are in any kind of acute mentally ill state. I'm very particular about who I work with, and if it feels like it's gonna be unsafe or risky, I don't work with them. In addition, uh, so without sacrificing the important aspects of DMT, I think that question is also gonna be different for everyone, like what's your, what's your theoretical approach? What are your core um, values, teachings? whatever, 
as a dance movement therapist? What are your core values? What are your core aspects of dance movement therapy? And can you do that without sacrificing? Mine, like my biggest values, so like I, I do small group work online too, right? And of course it's not gonna look the same as group work in person. Like we, we don't have that 3D space. So I come back to some of the things that are really, really, really powerful. You know, of course, connecting to your own body, the reflection, the mirroring from other people um, is super duper important. Mirroring has always been a core value in my work. We can still do that online. Um, and the and the third thing, that's four. What is wrong with my hands? Okay, the third thing is um, move, movement metaphors. So those are three things that have always been super core to my approach. So I bring in imagery, um, we connect to movement metaphors and we translate them in order to see how that's really relevant to the, the issues and challenges they're having in their lives and how to shift them. So those are the things that I bring into my sessions. Again, um, sure, there are some things that um, cannot be brought into through the screen. There's, you can't physically touch, but there's ways, there's so many creative ways um, to, like if someone needs holding, maybe they have a scarf, um, maybe they hold themselves. There's just so many creative ways. And so if you have a very, if you have a wonderful capability of being spontaneous and creative in the moment and, and like hearing and witnessing, you know, a challenge or something that's coming up with a client in the moment and you're really skilled already at translating that into um, something that they can you like experience in their body and move with, etc. And that's awesome. You're set. So that's just a little bit of what I do. So um, you know, in terms of reflection, it's like one of my favorite things that I do in group work online is um, you know, someone is having an issue or someone wants to. Um, achieve something or, or like come overcome an issue or an hour and 12 minutes. I'm like now stumbling over my words. Um, and so, you know, they can move it, but they, they can actually see their peers or the group, their, the other participants moving us and they can get so much insight from seeing it on someone else in um excuse me in my group program um, that I'm currently running right now I'm working with two women who are struggling in their business and they're like oh I really want to give up like I don't know if it's worth it and so the person who's like each person who said I really want to give up this is so hard maybe I should just go back to my job the other people put that in their bodies they moved it they spoke it they moved it and you're like, ah, oh, so hard, you know, however that showed up in movement and the person who's 
whose original thought this was, who's watching this, it's like one of the women was like, no, don't give up. You can do it, right? It's easier to experience compassion and empathy when you see it in someone else. But when it's when it's in you, a lot of times we're like, oh, just give up. Like, you know, this is too hard. You can't do it. But she was like, no, no, guys, don't give up. So um, it's just an example. And I was like, maybe I should be a little more descriptive about what that looks like. Woo, okay. Um, that was the last question that I got. And I'm gonna have some water now and take a breath. Let me know if you have any other questions in the next minute or if you're catching the recording. Um, you can leave a comment, maybe able to answer that or not. And if you want to talk about this further together, um, if you want to understand what steps that you need to take next to start your own business and really, really like work exactly with the clients you love while earning a great amount of money, not sacrificing your time anymore, not pushing your self-care to the side anymore just to make ends barely meet working with clients you don't really love, sometimes that you dread. If you want to have a chat about that, free, no obligation, um, we can just have a chat and I can help give you some direction. Even if you've never posted one thing on social media, right? Even if you um, have been doing, have been trying to start a business for a while and nothing has been working, I bet that we can shift that. Um, and we can talk about how you can shift that. Or we can talk about how you can still make five figures within six months, even if you've never posted anything on social media. So if you do wanna have a chat, then send me a private message. You can click on my name over here, click on my profile, send me a, send me a message, and we'll set that up. And, um, you know, I think I personally was really struggling um, for a while at my job. It wasn't just my job, it was years and years of seeing upwards of 200 clients a week, getting paid shit, and feeling like getting on the edge of being like, really? Is this what it's about? Like, this is my passion, but this is not sustainable, you know? I was dreading going into work every day. And I just, I knew private practice wasn't gonna be the answer. It, most people in private practice are overworked, underpaid, and they have a really hard time getting clients, especially the clients they love. So I knew there had to be something different. And I have invested all this time and money and made a bunch of mistakes um, as the first dance movement therapist who have, has really built an online business this way so that you don't have to. It's so that you can save time, money, energy, and like know that you are not trapped in your job. You don't have to sacrifice your self-care or time or paycheck or income just to live out your dreams. You can have it all. So that was a huge relief to me and if you want any help in understanding the steps that you need to take to have that as well, then book that chat with me. And whether we take the next steps or not, 
no obligation, no pressure. I don't do high pressure sales or anything like that. Um, you can have a great amount of clarity on what you need to do next. So um, hope this was helpful and thanks for joining me and thanks for all your questions and I'm sure I will see you again soon. Bye.